Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest today is South Dakota Cattlemen's Association President Eric Jennings. We'll hear from him after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. May is beef month, kind of a, a big month for celebrating beef this month, Eric. It is. You know, it's 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 our designated month, even though we, we tend to celebrate beef uh, 12 months a year. But this is the official, the official month for it. Well, let's talk a little bit first about your particular cattle operation, for those who may not know you. Uh, where is your ranch located, Eric? And just a little bit about who's involved in your operation. Yeah, we're uh, located uh, in the extreme western part of South Dakota, just in the northern Black Hills between Fish and Belfouche, where we run a, a cow-calf operation. We started calving uh, about the middle of April. We start uh, towards the end of April, kind of when we get going. So then we'll we'll uh, calve those out and and hold those calves over and uh, through the winter and, and sell them as as yearlings in in uh, next fall. Uh, we we run down here between Spearfish and Belfouche, like I said, but then we also are up in the forest. We have some private land up there, so so we still get to chase cows around the trees a little bit. We downsized our cow herd, um, I think, nine years ago. So we we had a, a Forest Service grazing permit up until then, but I gave that up when we downsized the cows. So it's. Uh, it's it's been a, a pretty good deal here since. Who all is involved in your operation, Eric? Uh, it's pretty much just me uh, and my wife. Uh, she's she uh, has a uh, works part time in town also, and, and does a lot of other activities uh, in, in the community. So um, I, I probably take care of a, uh, predominantly most of the work there. Um, I've got a couple of brothers and a sister that live nearby that that if I need some help on something, they're sure willing to help. But luckily, they have various areas of expertise so so i can i can get uh, them to do some of the things that i don't know how to do uh electrical issues are are been kind of the thing here this year uh just trying to deal with electronics and machinery uh my brother is much better at that than i am so so i sure appreciate having some family around that can help out with those sorts of things well beef month's theme this year is i choose beef what does that theme mean to you, Eric? You know, you mentioned enjoying beef is a 12 months out of the year situation for you, as it is for a lot of us in South Dakota. But I choose beef. What are you hoping that message sends to consumers? Well, I, I think that, you know, it's it's much better now than it, it has been in the past. You know, I, I remember the 1980s when beef was getting a really uh, unjustly bad rap as the health for health concerns. And so I, I think that uh, by through the checkoff and the promotion that they have done and the research that they have done, we've, we've kind of turned the table on that a little bit. Uh, people are sure looking at to beef for a, a quality protein source, uh, along with all the the vitamins and uh, that go along with it, and, and some of the minerals. So, so I think that that uh, choosing beef. Uh, it, for the health benefits of it is is something we sure turn the table on, but and and it's always been the protein of choice taste wise. I, I think I would have to say you know if if uh, if you're going to go out to a restaurant and celebrate an event, you're going to have a steak, and and so if it's uh, it's something that people choose to do uh, on special occasions, and it's it's getting to be more uh, 
every day now, uh, particularly through the pandemic, uh, when people were, were locked up at home and locked out of their favorite restaurants, uh, they had some stimulus money, so they started buying more beef, and, and that created tremendous demand for beef. Uh, luckily, we've been able to hold on to that demand, even with the economy failing a little bit uh, from what it was. But um, choosing beef in, in tough economic times um, for the health benefits is, is something that I, I think we can all be proud of. As you look at South Dakota and visit with your uh, cattle group president colleagues around the country and visit with your South Dakota cattlemen's members around the state, what are the concerns right now? I know it's spring, we've got calving going on, pastures are greening up, and stock dams look like they've got water in them again. Those all seem like good signs. Are we looking forward to a, a good year, hopefully? I think we are right now, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had some rain last week throughout much of the state, and the optimism is, is quite a little better now than it was. Uh, conditions were looking pretty tough, uh, West River, and, and even down in uh, probably the southeast corner of the state, quarter of the state. Uh, even with all the snow that they had, they were telling me that conditions were kind of dry. I know out in, in my area, uh, you know, about a week ago today, I was looking at grass, and it was it was stressed. Uh, it hadn't grown for a week, and, and it was getting pretty dark, and you could tell it needed to drink pretty bad. And, and we had uh, about three days of, of pretty slow, gentle rain that, that all soaked in. So the grass is looking a lot better now, and if, if we can grow grass, the optimism of everybody is a lot better. So we're, we're looking at a situation now where we should have some hay. Uh, we got a good start to the grass. Uh, we'll get a little heat here. We're off to a, certainly a late start with the cold uh, cold April we had and, and the dry conditions, but uh, should get going good now. Uh, the markets look pretty favorable for us. So if uh, ranchers can grow grass and, and have a good market, uh, the optimism is very high for, for beef producers right now. Uh, there's certainly some concerns there um, nationally. Uh, we're looking at getting the farm bill uh, re, re, renewed, I guess, and, and some possible changes to that. Um, you know, there's a, a big push from the administration to work on conservation programs, and it's uh, it's somewhat concerning to us in leadership uh, and, and frustrating at the same time. Uh, the concerning part is is what they think and what they think in, from Washington that we need to do out in the West for conservation uh, programs and and conservation measures. So, and, uh, most of us that have been out here very long understand what we're doing to conserve the environment and, and take care of the environment. And, and knowing that, that preservation and conservation are two very different things, and, and we hope that they don't get those two things mixed up from, from our uh, Washington officials. Erica's beef producers in South Dakota, when you sell your animals, there's a $1 fee that's a mandatory fee that's taken out per head for the beef checkoff fund. 50 cents stays in South Dakota, 50 cents goes to national efforts for beef promotion. What role does that checkoff play, do you think, in consumer demand and keeping and helping to educate folks so they understand how you're producing your cattle and, and why you folks are producing them that way. I think that, that a lot of people recognize the Beef It's What's For Dinner campaign, uh, producers and consumers alike. But I think what the producers forget about is is how much impact the beef checkoff has made, uh, the, the funding from the beef checkoff has made towards research. Uh, we have developed so many new cuts of meat that have added value to what uh, is a lower value cut, uh, particularly the, the chuck area. You know, we've, we've created some steaks like the flat iron steak that, that, that has come out of that. And that was all from research dollars from the beef checkoff. Uh, so, so that's added a lot of value to, to our carcasses and, and to our, our uh, businesses. 
And then the other research aspect is is combating some of the the unfounded health concerns that beef was getting uh, back in the mid '80s. You know, I, I remember watching Sunday morning uh, TV shows, uh, news shows uh, when I was in college, and and they were just railing on beef of of what the the unsaturated or uh, fat was doing to us and clogging up our arteries and and that we shouldn't be eating it and and should never eat red meat again and it was just on and on and on but uh and we had no mechanism to combat that at all we we had just a couple states that were trying to do some things but they didn't have the money and and resources to take care of it but the beef checkoff enabled that and and the research has, that we've done on it that has proven that beef is a valuable uh, source of nutrition has has just gone along gone a long ways to improving the demand of our products so uh you know we're there's seems to be constant attacks against the checkoff for reasons I, I don't think are really necessarily related to the beef promotion and research, but uh, there's some ulterior motives there probably. Uh, the current one is the off act um, uh, opportunities for fairness and farming, I think is what it stands for. It has nothing to do with, with the checkoff. It's, it's just about uh, groups trying to, to limit the amount of funding that producers have for promotion and research in, in an attempt to get uh, rid of animal agriculture. And unfortunately, some, some other livestock groups have, have entered into that uh, promotion of that act. And, and uh, I think it would be very detrimental to our industry if we lost the checkoff. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605-730-1801. Eric, as president of the South Dakota Cattlemen's Association, you keep up, you do advocacy, you talk to our national representatives, our state representatives about various cattle-related, um, agriculture-related topics and, and issues, and that's wonderful. We need folks that have the willingness to give of their time and, and talents to to do these types of things. But for those that maybe think, oh, that kind of hobnobbing or that's those kind of conversations, I don't have time to be involved, I, I wouldn't be able to to you know, spread myself to one other thing. That's kind of where the I think the importance of being a member of the South Dakota Cattlemen's Association comes in. Just being a member and paying those membership dues is that one easy step folks can make to help support the education and information process of beef in South Dakota and nationwide. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a pretty easy step. You know, it's it's uh, pay a. Pay write your check once a year to support a member uh, an industry association like South Dakota Cattlemen, where we have uh, staff members and volunteer members that are watching uh, what what's happening in Washington and and statewide also, uh, all the time, uh, and because there's a lot of uh, factors that that there's a lot of different directions that that the non-animal agriculture people are attacking us. You know, we we see the the issues that they're having in California with the uh, laws that they've passed there that affect not only the agriculture supplies or products in California, but all the other states that are, are supplying California also. And so it can, so it can uh, reach across their state borders. And, and uh, so an industry association like South Dakota Cattlemen is able to combat some of that um, with our, uh, we have two lobbyists that, that uh, work in, in peer all the time. Uh, and then we have a very good relationship with our congressional delegation in Washington, D.C. So, 
it, you know, and I, I always say that, that people always have time for what they really want to do. And I think that protecting your operation against some of the uh, laws and regulations that are, are being proposed, uh, whether it be from, from directly to our production end of it or from conservation or the economic things uh, like the uh, taxes or estate taxes, um, income taxes, all those things, those are, are very important to our operations. And it's important that we take a little time to to support the industry associations and, and become involved in them also. Uh, there's different ways of involvement, uh, depending on how much time you want to put into it. Uh, we're very much a grassroots organization that that uh, one member can make a difference. Uh, one member can bring forth an idea for some policy and and that idea can can start with a little bit of a bud and and pretty soon it blooms it goes to seed and and uh, we can move it up the up the ladder and and hopefully make a difference uh legislatively so um you know it's it's uh it's important to our operation but i find it very enjoyable you know it's a great group of people to get to work with i've i've enjoyed the the time that i've been president and being able to travel and uh hobnob with the people like you say it's you know, you you meet them and, and you think, boy, they're in a pretty powerful position. But when you get to talk to them, they're just regular people and they're concerned about what's happening out here in, in uh, agriculture. And uh, it's it's been a great experience to meet a lot of uh, uh, very uh, knowledgeable and, and uh, interesting people. They cook their steaks and burgers on the grill same way we do. They do. Absolutely. Eric, if somebody is interested in finding some more information about the South Dakota Cattlemen's Association, maybe isn't familiar or hasn't been following, you know, here recently, what's a great way to find some more details about South Dakota Cattlemen and the opportunities provided if you are a member of the Cattlemen? Well, the easiest way, Jody, is to go to our website at SDCattlemen.com. Cattleman.org, and Cattleman is M-E-N, uh, plural of Cattleman. We're also on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, you can certainly call the office, 605-945-2333 or 945-BEEF, uh, give you more information. Uh, we've got some regional meetings coming up uh, starting in July, so we'll be traveling around the state here. There's uh, We have five regions in South Dakota Cattlemen, and so we'll have some meetings in each of those regions starting in July, going through September, no, October, somewhere in that neighborhood. So people can, can uh, come and, and hear what we have to say, discuss the issues a little bit, and, and provide some input on the direction of the policy that, that they would like to see us take. Well, I can't let you go, Eric, without asking. It's a, a question I've asked you at other events, too. Right now, this time of year, as you're thinking of it, if you could have any cut of beef in front of you right now, what would be the cut you would want right now and why? Well, I always go to the ribeye steak first. But I tell you, I, I had a New York strip yesterday that was pretty darn tasty too, but uh, certainly the ribeye is my favorite. I eat a lot of hamburger. Come in and grab a quick hamburger for lunch. I've committed to eating beef every day this month, which quite honestly is not a big stretch for me. I, I'm probably going to eat beef 29 or 30 days a month anyway. Pizza would be my downfall. Sometimes I, I miss a beef meal because of a pizza, but you know, I, there's a very few cuts of beef that I don't enjoy. In fact, I can't think of one right off the top of my head. You know, you, beef is such a versatile product that uh, we, we cook in a lot of different ways. You know, in the summertime, we're, my wife's planting the garden right now, so we'll be getting some, some vegetables out of that that she'll make a stir fry out of. And which, uh, boy, it's pretty tough to, to beat uh, cutting up some tips there and into a stir fry or sirloin strips into a stir fry and throw with some fresh vegetables out of the garden. So I'm not a big vegetable person, but even I can get into a vegetable and that kind of thing. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.